0: Before the, Jewish Sabbath. the winter sun nearing the horizon turns the gilded dome of the rock atop the Temple Mount to blood orange. From the east, where the Muazin's afternoon call to Muslim prayer has just ended on the Mount of Olives, the golden dome is suffused in a smudged pinkish corona of dust and traffic fumes. At this hour, the Temple Mount itself, the holiest site in Judaism, is one of the quieter spots in this ancient city, empty, but for a few scholars in overcoats, hurrying with their books across a chilly, cypress-shaded plaza. Once, King Solomon's original tabernacle stood here. It held the Ark of the Covenant, containing stone tablets on which Moses was believed to have incised the Ten Commandments. In 586 BCE, invading Babylonians destroyed it all, and took the Jewish people captive. A half-century later, Cyrus the Great, Emperor of Persia, liberated them to return and rebuild their temple. Around 19 CE, the Temple Mount was renovated and fortified with a surrounding wall by King Herod, only to be demolished again by the Romans within 90 years. Although exile from the Holy Land occurred both before and after, This Roman destruction of Jerusalem's Second Temple most famously symbolizes the diaspora that scattered Jews across Europe, northern Africa, and the Middle East. Today, a remaining fragment of the Second Temple's sixty-foot-high perimeter in Jerusalem's old city, known as the Western, or Wailing, Wall, is an obligatory pilgrimage for Jews visiting Israel, yet lest they inadvertently tread where the Holy of Holies once stood, an official rabbinical decree prohibits Jews from ascending to the Temple Mount itself. Although it is at times defied, and exceptions can be arranged, this explains why the Temple Mount is administered by Muslims, who also hold it sacred. From here the Prophet Muhammad is said to have journeyed one night upon a winged steed all the way to Seventh Heaven and back. Only Mecca and Medina, Muhammad's birthplace and burial site, are considered holier. In a rare agreement between Israel and Islam, Muslims alone may pray on this hallowed ground, which they call al-Haram al-Sharif. But not as many Muslims come here as they once did. Before September 2000, they flocked by the thousands, lining up at a fountain ringed by stone benches to perform purification ablutions before entering the crimson-carpeted marbled Al-Aqsa Mosque across the plaza from the Dome of the Rock. Especially they came on Friday at noon for the Imam's weekly sermon, a discourse on current events as well as the Quran. One frequent topic back then recalls Khalil Tufakji, people jokingly called Yasser Arafat's biology bomb. Except it was no joke. As Tufakchi, Today, a Palestinian demographer with Jerusalem's Arab Studies Society remembers, We were taught in the mosque, in school, and at home to have lots of children, for lots of reasons. In America or Europe, if there's a problem, you can call the police. In a place with no laws to safeguard you, you rely on your family. He sighs, stroking his neat gray mustache. His own father was a policeman. Here you need a big family to feel protected. It's even worse in Gaza, he adds. One Hamas leader there had 14 children and four wives. Our mentality goes back to the Bedouins. If you have a big enough tribe, everyone's afraid of you. Another reason for the large families, Tufakchi agrees, is definitely no joke to Israelis. The Palestine Liberation Organization's best weapon its leader Arafat liked to say, was the Palestinian womb. During Ramadan, Tufakchi and some of his own 13 siblings would be among the half million worshipers overflowing Al Aqsa Mosque, spilling onto Al Haram Al Sharif's stone plaza. That was before the day in September 2000 when former Israeli Defense Minister Ariel Sharon paid a visit to the Temple Mount escorted by a thousand Israeli riot police. At the time, Sharon was a candidate for prime minister. He had once been found willfully negligent by an Israeli commission for not protecting more than a thousand Palestinians.